For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker. And Denard, I wish it was on better terms, but we are here to recap the Tennessee Titans versus the Pittsburgh Steelers game from earlier today in which the Steelers won 27-24. to It's... One of those to where you really struggled in the first half. Pittsburgh really took advantage of a lot of situations, but you at least showed that you're willing to fight, scratch back in it, and you had a chance at the end. And unfortunately, Steven Goskowski was not able to make a field goal at the end of the game to send it to overtime what would have been a 45-yard field goal. Well, he hit the 51 earlier in the game, um, which is crazy right. because – he has not missed a field goal attempt over 50 yards this season, but when it comes to kickers who have had a minimum of 10 attempts, he anything inside of 50 he has the worst field goal percentage of any kicker in the league. So that's not ideal, but before we get more into that, I would like to say that the NFL season is in full swing, and you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And Denard, once we get done here, I'm very interested to watch the Seattle Seahawks versus the Arizona Cardinals. I have a a parlay, 10-leg, that if Seattle covers the three points, it'll cash out at $200 for myself. So um, nervous, but hopeful at the same time. But again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. And with that said, I want to ask, do you believe, Denard, as we get ready to talk about the Titans versus the Steelers game from today, I just want to ask you, what was your overall impression of everything as a whole? Well, D, my overall impression today was I was excited. And I think a lot of people, when you look at this game today, I'm sure there's a lot of people that they're going to like point the fingers. This is what happens. You know, this is what happens in the first half. You can't do this. But as a guy who's played this game, what I witnessed today was a team that basically had no quit in them. This is a championship caliber team. And I was proud of what, not what I witnessed today from this unit. They did not give up. They could have easily caved it in. And let me tell you something about this bunch. The fact that I actually played for this organization as a guy that, uh, you know, I feel connected in, uh, to some form, I was, a, I was proud of this team today. I was, I, was a, I was proud at their grit. I was proud at the fact that they showed resilience. And if you are a young man, or any young lady who's competing in some kind of sports, this was a game to watch because it's not always going to go your way. But you know what? If you stay the course, it will give you a chance to be successful and it'll always give you a chance to get back into the game. And that's what it's all about. So I will say this, yeah, 
They got one loss. They're five and one. But again, is this a championship team? Heck yeah, it is. Denard, you mentioned that things were bad to start. At halftime, the score was 24-7 to Pittsburgh. And then to get things going in the second half, even though the Titans got the ball to start off, they weren't able to make anything happen. Pittsburgh goes down and scores a field goal, makes it 27-7, to at which point the Titans were able to score 17 unanswered from there, but unfortunately unable to capitalize on the final field goal attempt to send the game into overtime. I'm with you that you got to see this team this team fight back. They didn't quit, which is always a good sign. I mean, you always want to see your team be able to, no matter how bad things look, that they're not going to throw in the towel. As we do break this down, and I'm, I'm with you that, I mean, Pittsburgh, obviously they're 6-0. The Titans, now 5-1, and are two of the best teams in the league. And you're going to sometimes have these games go against you, and sometimes that's not a bad thing. Sometimes it takes a loss to kind of help re-energize the team, have them refocus on, on everything, and so this could be a catalyst for the Titans moving forward in a spot where they look back and think, all right, this is where we finally got our stuff together because a problem that has been plaguing this team all year outside of intermediate field goals has been the third down, the defense on third downs. Uh, Third down efficiency has been incredible for every team we go up against whenever they're looking at the numbers. I mean, Pittsburgh today was 13 of 18 on third down conversions. And we're not just talking about third and ones where they just rush and get a yard. Like we're talking, there's situations where they were in third and eight, third and nine, third and 12. And they just seemed that no matter what would happen, the Titans were unable to stop them. And that's been a theme with a lot of teams that the Titans have gone up against this year. And Coach Vrabel's talked about it. Like I know several member, key members of the Titans defense has talked about it. But it is just something that they have not been able to improve on as this season has has moved about. And so, Denard, I know we've talked about it a little bit, but what do you say to the fans whenever they're looking at, man, like what is a way in which the team can get better on third downs? And I I throw that to you, and I know that's not an easy question because there's no simple solutions. Because, I mean, obviously if it was simple, we would have figured out what to do by now. But what do you have to say to the fans that are really concerned about the Titans' third downs? Let me tell the fans this, and I'm going to tell you this, D. Let me say this. You know why I'm so excited? You know why I got this big old smile on my face right now? I I'm really not don't. like you. I, did, no. I didn't have a date like you did this past weekend. I'm not going to talk about your date, but I should be smiling. But let me tell you something. Because if third, <laughs> if third down, of course, it was bad in the first half. But didn't the fans and didn't you not see the second half, the way they got off the field on third downs? They went in at halftime and they corrected a huge problem. Let me tell you something. In the first half, Pittsburgh had 14 first downs. Tennessee had five, which basically means that when you have third, when you're converting on third downs, what is that doing, D? It's it's allowing you to sustain drives, which ends up, that's probably why Pittsburgh scored on all four possessions in the first half. That will get you beat, right? Yeah. It's easy. It's not like, this is not like analytical science. This is basic basic football one-on-one. When a defensive coordinator, he has on the board his goals for his defensive unit. The first thing that he has, 90% of defensive coordinators say give up 14 points or less. If you could give up 14 points or less, they will, that will give you a chance to win. Secondly, get off on third down. Win on third down. I was a part of a defense that was the number one ranked defense in the NFL in 2000. 
Why were we ranked number one? Because we were able to get off on third down. They were not able in the first half, but the second half, that's what gives you hope, man. That's what gives you hope. And let me tell you something. In the second half of this game, if you are a Titans team, whatever adjustments that they made at halftime, it worked. It definitely worked. And let me say right now, D-Walk, X-Factor of the game today, Jayon Brown, because whatever was going on third down, he was the key component to stop. He stopped it. Number 50. Ooh, hold on. My God, excited. D, hold on. I'm shaking. You good, buddy. Jayon, Jayon Ball. But guess what they did? They fixed the problem. This is what got them back in the game, D, is in the second half. So whatever Mike Vrabel did at halftime, the adjustment that, that they were able to make, this is what got this team back and gave them a chance at the end to tie that game up today. Yeah, and it was, I mean, it was another situation where we've talked about it. The only game that's not come down to one possession this season is the Buffalo Bills game, and the Titans pretty much dominated that one from the get-go. Now, what is, is good for me to see on the offensive side of the ball is that Ryan Tannehill has had, you know, before today, four of the five games he's led a game-tying or game-winning drive in the fourth quarter to give the team ultimately a win. And, I mean, you even saw that in overtime last week against Houston. And this week he put the team in a good position. Obviously the, the kick didn't go, and, and that sucks, and it would have been great to see what this team could have done. Because, uh, I mean, that, that was a, a great game today, and to see that one go to overtime would have been a real treat for the fans. But I am with you that the defense was able to make some adjustments in the second half. The thing, and we weren't able to get to Big Ben and get a lot of pressure on him. Now, that being said, I was looking at some statistics, and whenever it comes to release time, Big Ben gets it out of, of his hand a lot faster than most other quarterbacks have recently. So I think the Titans only had five quarterback pressures on the day. But you at least saw situations where, I mean, you were talking about Jayon Brown, well, when he got his interception, that was thanks thanks to big Jeffrey Simmons getting his mitts up, knocking that thing up in the air for him to come down with. And so you're starting to see, I think, the front seven gel a little bit better. I still would like to see some more pass rush get there. But if, if there was a thing right now for the, the Titans defense, because, and again, I'm, I'm not saying the Titans are looking to send anyone away or trade any players away, but we are looking at a situation where the Titans have a chance to make a deep run in the playoffs, hopefully make it back to the AFC Championship, get over that hump, go to the Super Bowl. But it seems like they are still a few pieces away, even if you want to just say from a depth standpoint. And right now I think John Robinson has nine draft picks that he can use in the 2021 draft. Is there a position of need that you could see the Titans trading some draft capital for in order to add some more depth? to that defense right now, or you think they're content with what they got going? I would be content if I'm five and one. Now, if I'm on six, yes, I'm going to make some changes. Listen, D, let me, let me say this. What was the final score of the game? It was 27-24. 27-24. So basically, if my math serves me correctly, Pittsburgh got three points in the second half, right? That is correct. And before well, you go, well, 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 no, I no, no, said, no, no. right, you're right. But here's what I'm saying. Like this was kind of a conversation even before this game. I'm not bringing this in just because of we lost one game. This is more right. of an idea of we see where things are going. And then you, after you had Kamala Correa request a trade, 
you lost some depth at the outside linebacker position. And some people were saying, well, you saw uh, Jadavion Clowney go down. I thought Vic Beasley actually had a good showing. And so if, if, if things weren't going so well there, they were thinking they might need some extra help at that position. And I was just, we hadn't had a chance to talk about it. So obviously after this situation, the trade deadline is approaching. So with that being the case, that's why I asked the question. This wasn't an overreaction just because we no. got beat. No, I understand. Okay. And listen, yeah, you, everybody can always, you know, everybody needs some like additional pieces to their team. That's one of the reasons why I love practice squad guys, because I actually started off literally on the practice squad. I was a third round pick, but I, I started two weeks basically just practicing. What happened in my situation, I don't want to get off course just to show you how vital it is for practice squad guys to get those reps because there might be a hidden gem right now, you know, you know, that can come up from that practice squad that can actually help this team. You know, I don't know who they got at on the, those units as far as defensive player wise, but this is why I love those guys down there because this gives them a chance to really get uh, adjusted to the system. So when their time, uh, when their number is called, this give them an opportunity to come up and make some plays. I did. I thought Vic Beasley played pretty doggone good. But if you're a defensive, defensive-minded person like myself, and you said that I would hold Big Ben in that unit that basically came out firing in the first half, literally looked like the old San Francisco 49ers with Joe Montana, Roger Taylor, uh, freaking Jerry Rice, and all those guys, like that unit cannot be stopped. And then you trying to tell me that we will hold that same group that basically beat us up in the first half to three points. I would have said, you crazy. You're going to hold Big Ben and Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson and, you know, all those weapons, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and James Conner and, and, you know, your boy out of Kentucky, Benny Snell. You know, you think you're going to hold those guys to just three points? And the fact that this unit in the second half was able to hold a potent offense, again, this is not just Pittsburgh. This is the Steelers, baby. They 6-0. That means that this is a team right now, probably in the AFC, that a lot of people said, hey, they got a chance too, just like Tennessee. But again, Tennessee started off. Again, you can't spot a team 24 points and expect sometimes to win the game. You sometimes going to come up short. You know, and this game remind me, reminded me a, a, a lot of a game in 1999 against the Titans and the Rams. And if you don't know nothing about that game, this was too – teams that people said is going to represent the NFC and the AFC in Super Bowl 34. And it happened just like that. And in that game, we got up on the Rams 28 to zero. Now they mounted a comeback because they had Superman Marshall Falk. But again, when they started to mount a comeback, time ran out, you know, they fell short. That's why when you have parity among two teams, you know, and there's, it's like everybody's equal. You can't, play like you did in the first half and expect to win. You came up short today. That's like, it wasn't Steven Gostowski, that last kick that determined the course of the game. It was the fact that in the first half, you couldn't get off the field, which basically why Pittsburgh not only had 14 first down, but when you allow a team to score on all the first four possessions of the, of that game in the first half, then you have no chance at winning. Yeah. You basically put yourself in a situation to lose, and they can't do that. So that's something that they can clean up. And and I will say this, D, this is a team that's had three games in 12 days. This is a tired unit. They came out very sluggish in the first half. 
Pittsburgh came out super fast. It was like Usain Bolt running against me, you know, that or running against me and you. And, and that's not going to look good. I'm going to beat you, but you're not going to beat me. And Usain Bolt going to beat both of us. Right? Yeah. Look at I don't even like you, David. You just gave it up and said I can beat you. Now, come on, Buddy. David. You have a little bit more confidence Denard. than that. Denard. Come so on. You're asking me, a guy who <laughs> is not known for speed, if I'm going to be able to go up against a former NFL defensive back. Who I'm 47 years old. You're still going to beat me. You stay in shape. I know you are. I'm 47. Come on, David. Please, man. <laughs> Denard, I'm not beating you in the race. That's yeah. <laughs> no, but you see what I'm saying? You can't do that. And so what happened in the first half, I do think what happened when you play three games in 12 days, Davey, it's brutal on your body. I've played this kind of schedule before. And this, this was like before COVID and it was tough by that third game. I had nothing and I was a rookie and I can see other guys. They basically was playing on heart. You can tell guys was tired. They were exhausted. And that's what they showed in the first half. They looked basically exhausted. They were like three times slower than what Pittsburgh was when they came out. Pittsburgh came out firing on all cylinders. Tennessee just looked like they just wasn't there in the first half. But it looked like what happened was they got themselves together. They adjusted well. And then they went back to playing like they're capable of playing. That's why I said this is a game where when you play three games in 12 days, 12 days, unfortunately, it might be one game that, God, we just we don't look like ourselves. And that's what happened in the first half today. Yeah, the first half was rough uh, from the defensive side of things. As far as players, I did think Ty Smith got picked on a good bit. And that was frustrating to see. But as far as good news on that front, Adoree Jackson was removed off of the injured reserved list. He was not active for today, but he should be ready to go next week against Cincinnati. And then Denard, I mean, as you're talking about it, it, it's really hard whenever, one, your defense can't get off the field, but two, whenever the offense got put out there, you had a flag on the, the Titans' first offensive drive that set them back. They had a three and out, and then just Pittsburgh came back down and scored again. But, I mean, here, here's Pittsburgh's drives for the first four possessions. They had 16 plays, 75 yards, a touchdown that took up 9 minutes, 18 seconds. Next drive, 13 plays, 61 yards, touchdown, 7 minutes and 5 seconds. You then had a field goal that was 7 plays, 55 yards. That drive only took up 2 minutes and 36 seconds. But then after a really good punt return by, I want to say it was McLeod, can't even remember how much he uh, returned that one by, but that was Pittsburgh only had to go 3 plays, 17 yards to get a touchdown. So you really put yourself in a bind to begin with. And it was ultimately too much to overcome, even though we saw them make that second half push. But like we said earlier, hopefully this is a learning experience for this team. And just to put it this way, like no one's going 16 to no. That's just, it doesn't happen in the NFL. You're going to lose some here or there. And you just got to make sure that no matter what happens, you take this opportunity and move forward and use it to your advantage. So, that is pretty much the main reason why the Titans weren't able to be successful. Uh, and even though the, like, what's frustrating, though, is you win the turnover battle 3-0 to zero and, and you still lose. But sometimes things just don't work out in your favor. And now the Titans will turn their attention to the Bengals, who suffered a 
pretty heartbreaking loss to the Cleveland Browns earlier today. So they're going to be looking to get back at it. And even though their record's not very good, I want to say they're 1-5-1. and one, They are still a team that has some explosive play on offense, but the Titans should be able to eat against that Cincinnati defense. So, Denard, before we come back later in the week and we turn our attention to our next game against Cincinnati, is there any closing thoughts you have as we wrap up talking about the Steelers' 27-24 to win over the Titans? Yes. Absolutely, yes. Um, I would say this to Titan fans, that this is the best team I've seen in a long time that has been affiliated with that organization. This team is for real. I know sometimes when when teams lose and we have these high expectations like we're supposed to. Listen, Davey, there's only one team in NFL history that's gone undefeated, and that is the infamous the almighty 72, 72 Dolphins. Dolphins. 72 Dolphins, baby. Larry Zonka, Mercury. Ooh, and my man, Mr. Greasy. How can you like Mr. Greasy? I call him Mr. Greasy. Bob Greasy, the great one. And I tell you what, and they played 14 games that year in 1972. They didn't play a 16-game schedule. But those older guys, they don't want it. They don't care. That's an ex- they, don't, they said it's not an excuse. But let me just say this. I was proud of this team today uh, because I've actually, I can empathize with them because I've been there. I know how hard it is to play this game. I know how taxing it is on your body, your mind, and your soul. To play three games in 12 days is brutal on your body. I know because I've done it, and I tell you, it hurts. It's literally like somebody's beating you with a stick and you're trying everything you can to combat it, but you can't, but you got to fight through it. That's the grit. And they did it today. And let me tell you something. If they put together, if they played the first half like they played the second, they would have whooped Pittsburgh. So think about it. This is two teams that possibly could end up meeting in the playoffs because both teams are going to make the playoffs. And I guarantee if you Tennessee, you say one thing about this game. If we put together two halves, and don't play like we played in the first half, we'll beat this team. Because in the second half, you did. When you can hold Big Ben in that unit to three points, and then the D-train got going in the second half, then A.J., you see what happened. He went off. Joe Hayden, what? I was bragging on Joe Hayden in the first half, and in the second half, I was like, "Uh uh-uh. These boys from Pittsburgh, they're in trouble. Because Tennessee got, they caught on fire. So if you're a Titans fan, you're saying, you know what, we're five and one. We'll take this. The last time... You were five and one. Mm, that team in 1999 and 2000, they both started off five and one. Guess what? Both teams won the AFC. Both teams should have went to the Super Bowl. One went to the Super Bowl and fell short in Super Bowl 30, 34. Hey, I like those odds. <laughs> I like those odds, Davey. Well, one thing we know is the Titans still have a team that is capable of making a deep run into the playoffs. And so we will be here to cover each and every game for you. And that is going to do it for us as we finish talking up the Steelers-Titans game. But we'll be with you later on in the week to discuss the Titans as they go to the road, go on the road to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. But for Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. We appreciate you tuning in. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. 
If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.